Welcome to the Kingdom of Sheba, a podcast about giving voice to women to speak their mind. Each Thursday, we deliver you the best hard-hitting analysis of social issues, politics, relationships, dating, business, and more. Hi, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Kingdom of Sheba. I'm your host, Olivier Glaudi, and today we want to talk about uh, a particular topic that uh, I think match the current situation in the, in the country, which is uh, police officers, uh, actually the duty and, um, and burden of Black police officers. And the reason why I want to talk about this topic is that with the current social and political climate, there's a real struggle uh, for black police officers because they sign up uh, for a job that offers a path to a middle-class life and the change to honor the communities by pledging to protect them. But they can face questions of loyalty, you know, come from the neighbors who are skeptical of law enforcement. So on one hand, they want to be the change, but on the other hand, they realize that they're up against, uh, you know, police culture the legacy of prejudice protected by, by unions uh, resistant to self-examination and prime to use force. So they got there between uh, the, the race that they came from, which is, you know, being, being black and the career, you know, that they, they pledge allegiance to. So uh, today I have with me two police officers, uh, Pat and Christina, and uh, black officers I, I need to add, and they want to discuss about you know, those situations, answer some of the questions I have for them. And if you don't mind, can you guys introduce yourself? Hi, I'm Christina. I'm a police officer in uh, Houston, Texas. Mm-hmm. Um, I started my policing career in early 2014. Okay. Uh, well, that's when I started in law enforcement uh, as a correctional officer. And then uh, in 2018 is when I actually uh, became a sworn uh, peace officer. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I've, you know, been a, a peace officer ever since. Okay. What about you, Pat? Hey, good afternoon. I'm Patrick. Um, a little bit about me. I graduated from Nemes High School in 08. Um, college um i'm intern for all jump uh, all company job mm-hmm. and after that um just due to no job security i want to change my curriculum to law enforcement so i got i started with the county in 2015 as a detention officer mm-hmm. and stepping departments in the county and and after working those uh you know those seven uh those several departments in a county mm-hmm. but I want to be a police officer so I went to the academy and I became a police officer in 2018 okay okay awesome 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 so uh, we're gonna get started because I know that your time is valuable so uh, the first question I have is uh, with all the ongoing tensions and protests uh, currently going on because of police brutality towards uh, people of color what do you think is your biggest challenge as a black police officer, both at work and with family and friends? I would say the biggest challenge uh, 
as a black police officer is just that being a black police officer because uh you know you 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 get people who frown upon you on both sides mm. there are people who um look at you out in the work field as they don't they don't look they don't see me as a person all they see is the uniform and they judge you as such and then at home uh with family or friends or just just anybody um uh, you know, just me being dressed as a civilian, you have those, those that know the career that I'm in, they say, oh, you are Uncle Tom sellout or, oh, wow. yeah, or uh, say uh, those that don't even know the the field that I work in. Oh, I'm, I'm a typical black woman. I'm a statistic. I'm a, mm -hmm. I'm a black female that's in poverty with all these kids. I, I have three children. So mm. I get frowned upon and get ugly looks a lot. Uh, a lot of times, you know, just going places as simple as a grocery store. Like, uh, these people, look, look at her with all those kids, you know? Mm. So either way... Not, not, not knowing uh, that you, you do have a job and you do take care of your kids and you're married and all that. Exactly. Wow. Uh, and to piggyback off of that... Um, uh, what I feel what she said was absolutely right and it's hard because people they really don't know and and they're not trying to understand they mm -hmm. automatically judge you and say well y'all all the same and that's and I like to tell people all the time is if I arrest somebody or she arrest somebody and and I could I could automatically assume or stereotype that they're a drug dealer or doing that but we give them a fair shake to hear mm -hmm. the story. And that's why I, I don't I don't understand people when they say y'all y'all biased. I'm that's so far from the truth. We try not to be biased. We try to look at every situation for what it is, and we mm -hmm. try to investigate and do our job to the best of our ability. And then mm -hmm. it, it, I don't understand people. They was like, "Well, you want to be the change? You want to see infiltrate the system?" So when we do it, it's still you're not you. You feel like you'll never be good enough for your community. Or you'll never please your agency because you are just a typical black male or female in law enforcement. Oh, wow. So now uh, to follow up on, on, on that, what you just said, Patrick. Um, so even at, at work, do you think that when when you out, you know, policing, when you out, you know, doing your, your shift, doing your, your, your job, you think that some of your coworkers would like, you know, uh, white or you know any other race other than than black, they think that you might probably be be more lenient towards your your own people sometimes. Yes, um, um, Patrick has faced a lot of times simply because he has tattoos and he's black. They mm -hmm. that he was a they thought or mm -hmm. assumed that he was a gang member trying to mm -hmm. infiltrate uh, through the system. Um, it's happened before like gang members infiltrate the system they get hired on and stuff like that um, mm -hmm. that are certified gang members and they get mm -hmm. with the agency and they've infiltrated the system and they go back and you know till till you know their fellow gang members you know what i mean mm -hmm. yeah uh, so of course patrick has faced uh you know tribulations with being uh accused of doing such things as well simply because he's black and he has tattoos yeah tattoos and uh, 
and just to piggyback on what she said, Ibs, um, I have a late sergeant who passed away recently. And mm -hmm. I was in an academy one day, and he was teaching a class. And, you know, I was paying attention, but, you know, you'd be daydreaming a little bit. Mm -hmm. Walked up to my desk, and he was like, you know, when you get out that bed, you got to be perfect from the minute you get out of that bed. When you go into the public eye, you they look at you to be perfect. They look at you not to have mistakes, mm -hmm. make mistakes, rather. But I, I, what I, I took from that is what he was pretty much telling me is it was a contradiction to me because I'm not perfect. Mm -hmm. Never going to please everybody. As a human, yeah. As a human being, I never please anybody. So you do your job to the best of your ability. That's what mm -hmm. they want you to be perfect. But that's, mm -hmm. a, that's the contradiction of it because we know we're not perfect. We're not God. The only thing I could do is have integrity and do my job to the best of my abilities. Again, I, I want to keep iterating to do my job because this is a job. This is not my life. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Oh, wow. Um, now, uh, Black Lives Matter, you know, is a movement you know, for years now, but also it's a new movement called also Blue Lives Matter. Now, because of your race and your career, you are the intersection of both movements. So on one, one hand, you know, you're black. So, you, you know, you might have some thoughts about, you know, Black Lives Matter. And on the other end, also, you as a police officers, you know, your, your life matter, right? So what's your answer to family and, you know, media people who are telling you that those two movements clash? So therefore, you can be both. Like you can, you either more Black Lives Matter or you more blue life matters? My, how I feel is that I'm black first before anything, mm -hmm. right? Uh, so of course, you know, I feel and I sympathize with my people. Mm -hmm. You get what I mean? Uh, but as far as things that are being portrayed on social media, Mm -hmm. I'm 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 in the middle because I'm like, oh, if only they knew. Mm -hmm. But because I'm in this this field, in this profession that I work in, I know. Mm -hmm. And I can see through, I can read through the lines that the media is putting out. Everyone knows that the media doesn't tell the whole truth. You get what I'm mm. saying? Yeah. But uh at the end of the day, whatever tragic Thing that happened on the news media for it to be broadcasted on the media we weren't there so we can we we can you know quarterback armchair it all mm -hmm. day long about what we could have did and what they what they shouldn't have done all day but at the end of the day you know it, it's just it's just best not to even judge you know and just leave it in god's hand have serenity about it you know what i mean mm -hmm. so like i said at the end of the day i'm black first before mm -hmm. anything and that, but at the same time it doesn't give people the right to to justify killing anyone for whatever reason whether yeah. whether it's a civilian going to go kill a cop or a cop going to uh uh kill a citizen um uh, uh recklessly you know what i mean mm -hmm. and, okay and just to pick back that was amazing what she said but I'm going to just go to the scriptures and I feel like, uh, and I'm going to do a parable about Moses. Moses mm -hmm. as an Egyptian 
he was raised as an, as an Egyptian, but he was of a Hebrew descent. But Moses, mm -hmm. had a choice he had to make. Mo Moses wanted to bring and bridge that gap in between the people, but at the, mm -hmm. the end of it, he had the true well was right pretty much, and mm -hmm. and sometimes you gotta it's for the better good of things. The scriptures also say, "Render to Caesar that is Caesar's, and unto God that is God." So you gotta it's gotta be itself. I could easily say, "Oh, I could choose sides." It's no sides to be chosen. We are all yeah. human race, and mm -hmm. what I, I, I what I tell people a lot, and I live on, is principle, eternity. Mm -hmm. Because when I when I lay down and I pass away, I gotta look God in my eyes. Mm. His, I apologize. In His eyes for me, that's. Mm -hmm. what, but I want to do the right thing as much as possible. And sometimes it is hard. Sometimes you look and say, and you can look at somebody doing something wrong, and you be like, mm -hmm. in, inside the agency. And I tell people all the time, it's two things I live by. I never lie for you, and I never lie on you. But if you. Mm -hmm. do, you better do it and know what you're doing because if they ask me, I'm going to tell the truth regardless of how you feel about it is. And with the Black Lives thing, just to end, uh, just to answer your question, with the Black Lives, I feel like they have every right to be mad. The only thing mm. I, I feel like the problem is when you when you start destroying and looting your own community. Yeah, 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 I agree with that. That's yeah. the only problem. If you could a peaceful protest, you could scream to the top of your lungs. You could say "El police" all you want to because that's your freedom to do that. But when you start tearing up your own community, looting your own WalMarts that you go to, mm. your own neighbors—I mean, just destroying your own the own places that you live every day. You don't see them going to the River Oaks. You don't see them going to the Woodlands. You don't see them going to the nice places. They go into their own community, Fifth Ward, Third Ward. Mm. Southside, they go to their community and store a tent of their community. Yeah, that's so true. And 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 you know, I I so I so agree with what you said because, you know, when you think about it, even when they destroyed, and I understand they're mad and all that, but when you destroy, what does it have to do with you know uh, how does it advance your agenda? Right. You know, it doesn't. It doesn't. They just think that it's a free pass to. Uh, you know, just go out and, and get things that they know that they couldn't get on a normal basis right. because they, they know that law and, and order is out of order, basically. Mm. So it's no order. But another thing I wanted to piggyback on is that Blue Lives Matter and Black Lives Matter, I, I look at it as a, a category, a specific box. Mm. And, uh, it's, and I feel like it's unfair to categorize or put anyone in a specific box that's just like racism you know racism is at its all-time high it never it never went anywhere but mm -hmm. me as a mixed race person um like first first and foremost i'm, I'm black before anything right but mm -hmm. at the same time knowing that i have all these different mixed bloods in me you know what i mean mm -hmm. that saying a person that's black white uh indian uh creole or they from the islands they wherever you're from right mm -hmm. so so if you're you're mixed with all of this you're you're going to be in the middle uh you're you're going to be in the middle of the roadway faced with a fork like which which way should i go which way should i choose mm -hmm. really people uh i feel like the end of racism is when everybody comes to real to realize that there's only one race and that's the mm -hmm. race you get what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
I agree. I agree. I hundred percent agree. Uh, now, so when it comes to um, so what I, what I understand for you know after listening to you and uh, and and part so far is although you know yes you you know you black by you know by culture and you police officer by uh, career, you want to uh, do your job foremost by respecting human lives, whether it's, it's black, the black person or, uh, you know, a white person doing your job, you want to, you know, to, uh, to be respected as a human being, but also yourself respect other people. At the end of the day, we all, you know, uh, humans, correct? Exactly. Okay. Yeah, that's, that's that's good to know. That's good to know. Now, um, the George Floyd case that was very very uh, polarized case, you know, on TV, you know, yeah, marches and, and everything. It was the topic, or is it still a topic that's openly discussed among police officers at work, or is it too sensitive, you know, to debate with other fellow officers of other uh, from other races? Uh, George Floyd, of course, uh, everyone talks talk about it, whether they were, whether they were in law enforcement or they weren't, it was always a topic of discussion and, um, it, no, it wasn't a, a sensitive, uh, debate because I mean, it's clear it could, you know, you know, the guy, uh, uh, put his knee in the man's neck and and it's clear that you know that's what he died from if you were watching or keeping up with the trials mm-hmm. all the way up until uh the officer's conviction uh but no it wasn't sensitive and um that's not something that police officers are trained to do at all period it like everyone that had a badge they were like man i don't know what he was thinking i don't know what he was uh, i don't know I'm not. I'm not agreeing with that. Everyone said that. Mm-hmm. So, in just to make a small reference to what she just said, is mm-hmm. um, I, I would like to be open-minded. I mean, mm-hmm. it was morally wrong did he put his knee in somebody's neck? In no academy they teach you to put your knee in nobody's neck, and that's the number one no-no. But just uh, you, you, you gotta. What I tell people is, you gotta walk in somebody else's shoes to understand them. You can mm-hmm. at the white guy or the Latino guy or the Asian guy when he disagree when he could respectfully disagree with what he think that happened. Mm-hmm. It's a it's an opinion at the end of the day, and we we're not God again. Is we I don't have a heaven or hell, or I can't judge anybody. That's what the the that's what the judge is for. That's mm-hmm. not do my job is just to maintain peace. And mm-hmm. I don't let nobody get me mad and upset in my spirit to say, even when I disagree with you, I'm going to still be able to listen to you and have a, a open, honest conversation with you. And if they get mad, is, that's just them. I feel like it was wrong. I'm not afraid to tell people that was wrong. I feel like he they they were not justified at all. What I do feel also is those rookie cops that was there. I feel like they was a little harsh on them because knowing and giving our training, me being a PPD, my wife being a PPD is you are fresh on the force and you watching your, your, your training mm-hmm. is watching what he's doing. So you don't know what to do. So you just standing off in a distance. Mm-hmm. They, they, they try to get them for manslaughter, voluntary manslaughter. And they really have nothing to do because they don't know what we, right. And they don't know what goes on behind that car. When you man, it's, it's hell. When you training, you gotta have, you gotta be alert. 
They want you focused. They want you ready. They You could have a bad day at home. They don't care about that. They just want you to be able to perform your duties as a peace officer when you buy mm-hmm. or you in that front seat with them. So, and this feel like all the eyes are on you and you're a rookie out there. You don't know nothing. You, what you learn in academy, but mm-hmm. in your life, this when it get real, when you first step your foot outside on that street and you say, Hey, uh, Hey, I'm, I'm such and such with this agency. Mm-hmm. Let me get some driver license ID. And then somebody say F you. And then he look at you like, okay, what you finna do about it? You got to be quick on your feet. You got to, mm-hmm. but, but you also got to keep, a open mind. I tell people all the time, you know, we, everybody looks at it. Everybody, everybody thinks they write about things when they could be absolutely wrong. Mm-hmm. My mama always tell me never argue with a fool. You'll never be nowhere. <laughs> That's a good advice. You, you, you argue with a fool, you're going to become a fool because you arguing with him. And when, if a person see, if a person just happily walking by and he see both of y'all, oh, he going to say, look at them fools. He's not going to say, look at that fool. He's going to say, look at them fools. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that's a good point. So again, is I mean, it's it's it again, like you said, it's it's a tough, it, it's tough. It mm-hmm. was tough for me to watch because I am a black man. I got that. Mm-hmm. I fit the stereotype. Mm-hmm. On the side, I, every day, like she said, you got family. That first question you had asked, asked, we got family that looks at us different. Like we just changed all of a sudden, and I got to find them. Put just like I put that uniform on, I take it off. But that doesn't change me. Mm-hmm. Ursa, you knew me before you know me. So how can you say, oh, well, you are, you all of a sudden just changed up and you didn't give me that chance? That's what I say unfair about it. It's That's when, when I say biased. I feel mm-hmm. like it's biased because it's an opinion at the end of the day. It's not facts. What mm-hmm. facts, though, is that he put his knee on that man that can kill them. That's facts. Mm-hmm. But the opinion of how you feel, again, that's just how you feel. And that's just an opinion. Mm. And then also people have to take an accountability of the training of that department because every department is not as well trained as the next department. You know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so even though we we were well trained and seeing the video, we already know oh that's a no no. But and then at the same time, I know why they you know uh, weighing so heavily down on the other police officers that were also their own scene. It's because mm-hmm. they feel like, well, why didn't you have enough integrity to go and stop it? Right. Mm-hmm. So, right. so we are also, you know, it's common sense to have integrity. If you see something that's foul, you know, go go stop it or go do something, go say something about it, go speak up, you know. Mm-hmm. But you know, us being out in the field, we already know how it feels to have your, you know, for somebody to come walk on your toes on your scene that's supposed to be your scene. And, you know, a lot of times we're, it's like we're kind of uh, trained to, I mean, not necessarily trained because it's not like a departmental thing, but Mm -hmm. it's like, um, how would you say, how would you say, it's just like a familiarity, like it's just the lingo out there, you know, not to walk on somebody's toes when Mm -hmm. it's if you know you're backup, you're backup. You're here to assist. I'm I'm here to help you to make the load lighter on you. Right. Only mm-hmm. an officer is. But at the same time, I'm not gonna be here to you know to try to take over your whole scene and stuff like that. But then at the same time, they should have had enough integrity to say, "Hey, this is not okay. Let's fix this." Right. Yeah. 
Yeah, but like, you know, uh, and I agree with you, uh, what you say, Christina, uh, but like what uh, Patrick was saying was also that, you know, now, I mean, I'll have the same reaction like everybody, everybody else. Okay, you're sitting, you're standing there and watching the other guy, you know, being, having his neck on this, this guy, why didn't do anything? But now what Patrick is saying and you're saying that is that as police officers, especially for, you know, a rookie, you know, his job is just watching, you know, the, you know, his, his mentor doing the job and, and follow instructions. So exactly. it's kind of hard for them to, you know, stop, you know, how you stop your, your, your boss on the field for doing something that you're supposed to learn from him. Right. Mm-hmm. You know? Right. So, and I, I mean, I never even, you know, uh, look at it at that, under that angle. And even the movie now, when you say, when it, you know, just say, uh, just say, uh, uh, Christina, sometimes uh, we watch those movies. I'm, I know it's TV, but you know, still, uh, <laughs> you got a, a crime scene, and then uh, somebody's already there, and then another officer come and say, no, no, this is my territory. You know, you have no jurisdiction here, or whatever. You can't be here because you're FBI or whatever. So, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, yeah, okay, okay, well. Well, but no, that 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 makes sense. That makes sense. But still, uh, like you said, there should have a lot, a lot of integrity to at least intervene a little bit or say something or you know something that might probably de-escalate the situation. But they didn't do it. On the other end, like Patrick, Patrick was saying, it'll be kind of too harsh for them to get this type of of uh, uh, how do you call it? Um, the conviction of the, the yeah, yeah 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 of yeah. Uh, murder manslaughter yeah manslaughter you know yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah yeah I feel like that was too harsh as well especially being that they physically didn't have a hand in it there mm-hmm. yeah for not speaking up and uh you know you know uh preventing it from happening yeah yeah and and another thing it's funny that just to hear you two guys talk. And to think about it is, it's a such thing as a citizen's arrest. What mm-hmm. people, I feel like people need to educate themselves a lot more. People just see things on the media, or they'll see something, and they'll just, they'll just go with it. Just like the little story of Chicken Little, when the rock hit the, the, the Chicken Little head, he said the, the the sky is falling, the sky is falling. If you put it to the time to just look up and, and seeing that it was a rock, it could have stopped a lot of those events from happening. Yeah. And so that's, so I feel like. Just if they want to say that 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 rookie was guilty, those people was guilty for letting that do that that police officer put his knee on that man's neck too, because all they did was pull out they found and started videotaping. That's a murder is taking place. Yeah. Mm. So why y'all intervene either? Y'all just want oh well because he wore a uniform. Oh, so I, I want to give another parable. So if a house burning up and and there's no firefighters around uh around and you hear people in there screaming you just gonna wait and start videotaping or you're gonna run in yeah i mean yeah i i understand that part but you know as uh you know as civilians we've been also mentally trained not to you know when the police are doing their job you can't you can't jump on them even if you know that they you know they're wrong and i'm pretty sure that you know it was like maybe 20 people or more that were you know watching they could have overpowered, you know, the, the the guy, but you know, you can you can't jump on a police officer too. So they kind of, it was frustrating, but you know, yeah. yeah, you know, just what what Patrick is saying is that a lot of people are ignorant about uh, mm-hmm. jumping in uh, mm-hmm. to help in any offenses that are of of a felony. Okay, mm-hmm. Now, mm-hmm. so murder murder that's a felony all day. So mm-hmm. that's what. 
saying that, you know, okay, yeah, you can jump in, but then at the same time, you saying, okay, that's that's a cop that's doing his job. Mm-hmm. So that can turn deadly. He can he can turn around and turn his gun on me too, just for trying yeah. to. Help. But yeah. at the same time, you know, uh, at least a word could have been said. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like even though I know I can't physically intervene. But at least I can come over there and say something besides recording. Yeah, I mean, so, some people, some people talk though. Like now, this lady who was a firefighter, I think she offered even to uh, take the guy pulls and uh, pulse and all that, and it, it, you know, it didn't. Right. I mean, that that I mean that try some try some just were you know, other just were recording, but uh, the other guy, I think the one who was, was an expert in martial law, um, a martial you know a training or whatever. It was worsening his, his frustration and talking. You can't breathe. You can't breathe. You let him go and all that. But yeah. that's all you can do. That's all you can do because it, at the end of the day, the police officer is doing his job. Whether you is wrong or right, you know you can't jump on him. You you can't jump on him. Right. You but again, uh, and I like that you said that. Again, it's a difference between educated or mm-hmm. in yourself and condition. Because mm-hmm. only a state of believing something that I don't know. So mm-hmm. what to do? I don't take action because I don't know what to do because I've been conditioned to not mm-hmm. know what to do versus mm-hmm. educate myself and go read up on law. But nobody wants to talk about that because nobody has the time to open up a book and mm-hmm. say, hey, OK, this is my do's and don'ts. Yeah. And and, yeah. and then you just got an integrity. And it's just something else. God created us with an essence to say that we know good from uh, we know right from wrong and good from evil. That just mm-hmm. hit we know that some things are wrong. And it's this mm-hmm. agreement to top of this long. Everybody just got phones out. Somebody got to take action. Some, mm-hmm. Somebody got to. I feel like if, if just somebody would have just intervened, just walked up, and, 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 and he didn't even have to put the hand on the police. The police would have uh, jumped up. But, you know, we mm-hmm. could assume. That's just me assuming. And mm-hmm. that's what I'm doing. I'm just giving up what everybody else do. It's something mm-hmm. we could have said or we could have said we would have done. But we was not in that situation for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for us, it's very different. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Okay, we got two more questions, and uh, um, the okay, as a black mother, black father, wife, husband, but also police officer, uh, what tips or what advice would you, you know, could you give to uh, or share? You know, we have a black black men and women, you know, to avoid any escalation or deadly ending when they encounter uh, when they have an encounter with uh, the police. Uh, <clears throat> I actually have a um, a story uh, about that. This okay. happened to me at work. So I went to a call for service in regards to a alarm. Mm-hmm. Right. So if I'm coming to your house because your alarm went off, where do you expect me to do as an officer? You want me to make sure no one came into your home or, or, yeah. or vandalized anything, right? Yes. So I went to this 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 lady's house and uh, sometimes the alarm company provides the homeowner's uh, uh, telephone information. So mm-hmm. I called her and... Um, and uh, when well, when I first went to the house, uh, there were like there were like three guys and a woman there and and, and a little kid, so it was like five mm-hmm. in total, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay, uh, you, I, I'm trying to identify them, but then there was just one specific 
guy that was there, he was giving me a hard time. He wouldn't provide his name and birthday. Uh, he he was going in the house and he's on main talking to her and it, you know like that passive aggression. Mm-hmm. So I I basically the Lord just gave me you know just peace and calm about it. Like I, I, because uh, any other officer they probably would have called for backup. People would have came their license sirens. They would have had their guns drawn and everything because all the people that I identified at the house were not the listed owners that were provided to us by the mm-hmm. you get mm-hmm. so uh I, I had calm and peace and calm about it so I called uh the homeowner and I said hey uh such and such all of these people I gave her the names of all the people that I identified in the house except for that one that wasn't in there uh but I I got his identifying information uh you know from the other people that were there Mm-hmm. So, come to find out, it was the children of the homeowner. There were adult children of the homeowner, right? Mm-hmm. So, uh, so when I came there, uh, and she she let me know, hey, these are my kids and stuff like that. You know, everything is okay. Um, and and no one, you know, came in the house, and you know, her house is fine and everything. But mm-hmm. thinking in the mind of a police officer, I'm I'm thinking, hey, how do I know that you guys aren't burglars? And you just, yeah off to say that you live here you you we don't know it's actually it literally has happened before to where these people have committed armed robbery at a gas station and then parked across the street and watch law enforcement respond to the location and then uh talking buddy buddy you know with the police officer that was nearby hey what's going on oh what they did that oh, okay and the police officer didn't even know that he was actually speaking with the suspects that had just committed that crime. Oh, wow. Actually happened before. So you can never, what I'm saying is you can never be too careful. But I actually, you know, gave a stern talking to that individual that was giving me a hard time with failing to identify himself with me. You mm-hmm. know, because I'm like, hey, when you're trying to act like you're 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 trying to act like you're hiding something from me, I'm gonna want to dig more. I want to figure out what it is that you're mm-hmm. trying to hide from me, you know. And mm-hmm. and that's just gonna create struggle uh, uh, with law enforcement, and it, it could end deadly, or you know, it it, it can escalate because mm-hmm. so many times that I'm gonna ask you to do something, so many times I'm gonna tell you to do something to the point to where I'm gonna make you do what I'm telling you to do. Mm-hmm. So, and for, to answer your question, um, me being a father, what do I tell my kids? I tell my kids first about self accountability. Take uh, take responsibility on anything you do, if it's good or if it's bad. I yeah. feel my mama used to always tell me because my mom is an old wise lady. She said, "If you tell one lie, you got to tell three more lies to get yourself out of that one mm-hmm. lie." Pretty told when you just could have told the truth, mm-hmm. and and it's not hard to follow instructions. We people people nowadays don't want structure. Mm-hmm. It people don't want to be disciplined. People don't want to be chastised. People want to run around freely, do whatever they want to do. And once you get somebody else involved, is and you hurt somebody, that's where we step in it. So be, so before I open that door and let them out, I try to teach them accountability, self-respect, self-discipline, I, and I want them to. The, the biggest thing I want them to do is hear, listen, just don't be quick to talk. 
try to understand from somebody else, I, you know, idea of what their conversation is before you. Mm -hmm. That's like if a police officer pulled my son over. I, police officer pulled me over the other day. He, he, I never told him I was a police officer. Never told him. And he kind of, he, he was trying to get an attitude with me. And then at the end, I was like, you know, I'm a police officer, right? His whole facial expression changed. Mm. But it shouldn't have took that. Because you, again, you know, sometimes you could be in the right. A person, a police officer is, is a, a human at the end of the day. They go through things just like everybody else go through. They probably had a fight with his wife before he pulled me over on the phone. Mm -hmm. But but I didn't give him no, I didn't give him no, I didn't give him no ammo to did. Well, she just to piggyback off what she said. I just followed his instruction, gave him everything that he needed, and I corrected him when he was wrong about what he told me that I did. And I, I said, and I and I said, yes, sir, no, sir. I said, sir, with all due respect, whatever you said I did is I I I I didn't do it because I know the law. He said, well, how do you know the law? I said, because I'm a police officer. Oh, for real? Oh, man. And then I said, I, I kept it short and dry with him. Can I get my driver's license back and my insurance? And you have a good day and took off. But I could have made it, like she said, I could have made it real bad for myself if I just wanted to buck the system. Even when I was right. Sometimes you're going to be... Mm -hmm. Sometimes you gotta, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta take that pill and swallow it. You know what? I feel like what's wrong with everybody. Everybody got pride. Nobody mm. let their pride down. Everybody wants to be. Oh well, I'm a man and you can't talk to me like that. Well, somebody called, sir, and they said you did this. You're accused of doing this. Just listen. Mm -hmm. I'm not trying to take. When uh, when I whenever I have an interaction with a person else, I always like to say, man, I know you're upset because you can't. The worst time of their life. They are mm -hmm. so that's where you have to de-escalate. You got to learn how to talk to people. Hey man, mm -hmm. I you I could I got empathy for you. I understand you. Let me get to the bottom of it. You hold tight right here. Mm -hmm. Diffuse the situation instead of just trying to ignite the situation. Mm -hmm. And that's what I teach my kids. You got to have patience. When I say it, and believe it or not, if somebody killed my kids, I'm gonna be out there protesting too. But I'm not mm -hmm. gonna destroy nothing. Yeah. I'm do that. I'm a, but I'm a to let them feel me. I'm going to let them hear me too. But I'm never going to go run into somebody's house and, and steal a TV out their house because I'm mad at somebody had no control of. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, I agree with, uh, you know, what you uh, both said. But, you know, what you do, though, when, uh, because I got my personal experience, too, uh, back, I think, in 2000, um, 2008, nine, I think, yeah, I was a, a flyer distribution business. So basically what we were doing, we, you know, our clients like uh, Papa John's and Pizza Fino, like major uh, pizza restaurant in town. And I have my guys that we print the flyers or they have their own flyers and we get the flyers and go to apartment complexes with my employees and then and put on, on, on door, door hangers, basically. Mm -hmm. So we went to this apartment one day and they called the, uh, they called the police, one of the resident you know called the police on us so the police came my, my my best friend that was my business partner at that time was riding with me and the guy pulled us over he asked why we're here and we told him we you know you just passing fly, flyers so well that's trespassing so okay so we he asked us to leave so it's okay we, we're leaving so don't come back here anymore so okay and he said okay you know what let me see your 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 id so we gave the ids and everything and my friend asked him okay 
uh, everything's correct. And he went and, and searched to see if we don't have any warrants and all that. Nothing. He came back and he gave the uh, the driver license. It gave our, our IDs and my friend was smiling, you know. Mm-hmm. The police officer said that, why my friend is smiling? Do you think that's funny? He said, no, sir. I'm smiling because I think it's apprehending, you know. We, we're leaving. You give us the paperwork. We're not getting arrested, so we're leaving. Right. He said, if you smile one more time, I put you in jail. It was a white dude, white police oh, officer. And mm-hmm. my friend is like a, a six feet tall. The guys, I mean, it's very nice, but it can be crazy. It can go from zero to 100 in a minute. Right. right. So at that time, it felt like, you know what? You're a white guy, white police officers, and you don't have any right to tell me that I can't smile. Right. And I'm sitting in my car. So at that time, he wants to, he started, you know, going back and I told him, I said, listen, I told him in French, I said, listen, I know you're right. I know you, you know, you've, you know, you got all your right because you have the right to smile to anybody that you want to. But the point is the guy, because we trespassing, he can arrest us for, for trespassing. He won't arrest you for, for smiling, but he's going to put right. the paper that, you know, we're going to jail. So there's no need for that. Right. Swallow your pride and let's go. Right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, swallow your pride and let's go. Because that will save us, you know. It, it got the power. You know, by, by law, we somewhere where we're not supposed to be. Doing flyers where we're not supposed to be. So as a police officer, you know, uh, he, he can arrest us. Whatever reason, if he's mad, like Pat was saying, he's mad that day or he's racist or whatever, it doesn't matter. On his paper, he's going to say, yeah, we're trespassing and we're going to jail. Because right. you're smiling tonight, we're going to spend one night to jail and I don't want to do that. So, and I agree with you, sometimes you need to sw- swallow our pride and, you know, it's not worth it. Right. It's not worth it to, you know, lose your life because sometimes you know you're right. You want, you might say you're right. No, you don't have the right to tell me that you're not the right, but right. if you got somebody who's really got an agenda to come and, you know, out there to, you know, just do whatever you want to do, it, it might end up, you know, in a, in a bad place, but... Right. Yeah, and, so, and there are some people out there like that. Those are what we call the the bad apples out there not all police officers are like that but there are some police officers out there that feel like they they have to prove a point or mm-hmm. to show out in front of somebody or you know it they they need to prove something to themselves because they're nobody's at home you have some people like that to where you know their, their wife and their kids don't listen to them they don't respect their authority <laughs> like they come to work and act like they just this big bad cop, you know. And, and can't no, can't nobody say nothing back to me, you know. They have something to prove, you know. But those are, those are the bad apples, and not all cops are like that. But like like Pat was saying, just kill them with kindness. No, mm-hmm. yeah. Even if they are approaching you with a nasty attitude and treating you like crap and all of this and the third, if you know you didn't do anything wrong, you you don't have anything to worry about. I mean, they can dig all they want to. They're not going to find mm-hmm. Now, the problem is, is when we come across those that actually do have something to hide, you know, like those that have warrants and stuff like that. And then when they become, you know, um, uh, evasive mm-hmm. and, and they and the cops start to dig even more. And then mm-hmm. you go, they go a struggle, they go a battle, they, they go a pursuit, they go running, they they doing whatever they can to, to try to skate past the law. Basically, mm-hmm. this what you yeah. I'm gonna make this short. What you guys said is, and I'm gonna be honest with you, 
people believe there is a blue code that we stand by that is so far from the truth yeah I, we get into it with some of our fellow officers every day y'all y'all never see and mm. we be coming to osmo to blows to say hey i didn't like the way you did that and i'm gonna call you if you do something wrong i'm a, i'm not gonna chastise you in front of everybody else but i'm gonna get you to yourself man you you have that situation completely wrong and if you want to if you want to take it there let's talk like man because at the end of the day, this feeds my family. I'm not going to risk my job over something. Mm -hmm. But I do not mind telling the person when they're wrong. And people don't see that. People don't see the 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 inside of it. They only see the outside of it. Because I hear a lot of people say, oh, y'all got this blue wall. Y'all defend with people wrong. Yeah. I don't yeah. know where they get that from. That's so far from the truth. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody, nobody was backing up that officer on that George Floyd. Nobody was. <laughs> nobody was backing him up on that at all. No, you mm. never heard one police officer said, man, no. what's wrong with him kneeling down in that man neck? You never heard no. anybody say anything about that. No, sir. That's so true. When you right, you right. You wrong, you wrong. But like we said, the, the tips that we can give to to our family and friends out there on how to avoid bad run-ins with the cops is just kill them with kindness and, and just follow the instructions. Whenever you have an encounter with the with the police officer, it's always repetitive. It's a repetitive speech that we give. You know, whether if it's a traffic stop or, or it's a call for service, it's it's always repetitive. And you just have to go through the motions yeah. until we reach the end and just and just comply with us. That's it. Okay. 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 Final question, guys. Final question. I know you are need to go. Uh Let's talk about police reforms. Uh, you know, part was talking about education. You know, uh, you know, trying to learn more about the law and everything. So, uh, since you're on the both sides of the uh, the aisle because of your race and because of your career, what do you think that uh, black communities and the police should do to improve their relationship with each other? I think we should go back to the basics. Um, just pretty much. Uh, going to like meetings with these people letting these people feel and touch us get out into mm -hmm. the community talk and laugh with them throw events for the kids it's not mm -hmm. to build a, re a relationship with the people is everybody is on, on you know everybody has high tensions right now is mm -hmm. time to show them we all in this thing together us as police officers, we, we got so many funds and we could do so much for the community just going back to the community playing basketball with the kids Taking them going back to our schoolhouses, but what we do is we want to move so far away from our community, and then we go patrol that community. But we we we're not in touch with our community because we too scared to be seen. I said, if you live right, you don't have nothing to be scared of when you're doing everything that you're supposed to be doing. That's why we live where we live at because I go, we still go to where I'm from, Fifth Four. We go into these places, and some of these people that know us be like, "Hey," and they'd be like, "Boss man, if you have been to jail, they'll call you a boss man in jail." That means you already locked up because they call you boss man, and not everybody mm -hmm. on the street call you boss man. So you'll meet them, and they'll be. I met one of them. I was working at EJ. True story. At the main event right here in Spring, he said, mm -hmm. "Hey, boss man," he was like. You are you was you were so fair, he said. But you was firm. I, we didn't play with you because we know that you was fair and you, whatever you said, you meant what you said is. But mm -hmm. you never mistreated us. Now mm -hmm. say that about some other people if they, he would have ran into them, it probably would have been a fight on site. But it's how yeah, you is we gotta bridge that gap between the community again. We 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 feel like some of us feel like in law enforcement we we all high and mighty. And we put on this badge, and we feel like we can't be touched. 
It's some people out there don't have nothing to lose. And if they could get you, they'll get you just to prove a point. So, and that's why I say, yes, let's go back into these communities. Let's put on events. Let's, let's really educate our people. Let's pass out brochures and, and tell people uh, that, not tell people, let's show people that mm -hmm. we're the monster that what the, the media try to portray us to be. Mm -hmm. But then also to piggyback on that is that sometimes it's them if you do, them if you don't, because there, there are people out there that's, treat, there's, that's teaching their kids that police officers are bad. Mm -hmm. literally, I've literally showed up to a scene to where this little baby girl, this little baby girl saw me and, and it was like she saw the boogeyman. I feel, do you know how bad that made me feel? No, you know what I'm saying. So, and it's just like, oh, come on now, like, and, and you also have uh those people that you better be good. I'm gonna have that police officer come over there and, and come over. <laughs> yeah. that that is a big pet peeve of mine. Do not come over here with your kids to try to scare your kids into good discipline. You know, so it, it and so it's that's why I say it's them if you do them if you don't because we can't control what goes mm. on household because there are people out there that's training their kids that all police officers are bad mm. so ah. okay thank you very much pat and christina that was awesome uh learned a lot of stuff today you know uh about policing about you know what you go through on a daily basis and i want to commend you for uh being a public servant, you know, for helping our communities, for, you know, doing what you do with, you know, kids, having kids and, and go to work. And, uh, you know, you're both police officers. And I know it's not easy for what you, you know, you just shared with me. It's not easy uh, to be, you know, in these days and age, be black and being a police officer. Because on one hand, you're seen by your own people as a traitor, as somebody who, you know, took side or the other, uh, the other side and uh, on the other side also you i know you face uh, racism and other things so i want to commend you for everything that you do and you know uh one thing that i really really uh notice and appreciate is that both of you are you know rooted in god and that i think that's really that will help you you know move forward in your career and you know keep doing this hard job that you're doing so hats off to you again we want to just thank you for having us on your podcast of course we're going to support you and it was an honor talking to you, yes, and it, and we learned a lot from you also with your experience. And it's good that you was able to, you know, you know, have a good thinking process to let your friend know, hey man, you know, he could arrest us for trespassing. Let's just let's just swallow our pride and get up out of here. Yeah, 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 man. It's, and again, I just want to appreciate you and taking out of your time because you didn't have to do this neither. So thank you again. Oh, I appreciate your time more more than you and you do mine. I appreciate your time because I know I know uh, she just got it from work and all that, so I, I really do appreciate it. So yes, sir. Thank you. Thank you for joining us this week on the Queensdom of Sheba podcast. Make sure to subscribe to uh, the show on Spotify, iTunes, Anchor, Google Podcast, Radio Public, or via RSS. So you'll never miss a show. And while you're doing that, if you found value in this show, we'll appreciate a rating on iTunes or any other platforms. Or if you simply tell a friend about the show, 
that will help us as well. Okay? Until we meet again, have a great rest of the weekend. Love you.